0: do a lot of i don't do a lot of gay things except for sex and love men
1: and love men yeah those in are, love with men. those are two like big things though yeah. those are like the two main like requirements i think yeah yeah so
0: i, that's I think you're good yeah i'm good, like...
1: yes, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You will never be Times <laughs> Magazine Gay Man of the Year, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you could be if you hung some drapes. <laughs> Maybe oh, they would God. call you. You can gotta. We hang do, some can drapes. we do nominations
0: for <laughs> Times Gayest Man of the Year and have them just go through a bunch of tasks?
1: Oh yes, I would love that. That would be. It would be like the, the like a reality TV show. We could just make it a game. we could be the next AGT, Gay GT. Oh my God. Oh my God. We just did a thing. GTV. Uh, <laughs> we just did it. We just did it. That's going to be patented. Nobody steal it. We're yeah. Gonna just, we're, Obviously, we're going to trademark that. Yeah. yeah we're
0: recording it. it. So we've trademarked it. We're good. I don't
1: know words. So whichever one of those was the right word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> which one, twice on stage this week i missed use a phrase and i was so mad at myself i was so angry i felt like such an idiot because i thought i was using it right one was trauma bonding which i used wrong and then what was the what was it supposed i thought to it be? meant when two people bond over having the same kind of trauma but it's a trauma bond is when you bond with somebody who's causing you the trauma And when I realized that I had said this to this very woke Brooklyn crowd, I was like, no wonder they were judging me. They were like, she doesn't even know what it means. (laughs) Like, I was so embarrassed. And the other one was the law of averages. I used it in the wrong way. I thought it meant, (laughs) don't drag me for this. I thought it meant like the law of averages is like the more you do something, like (laughs) the law of averages. And I was very wrong. I was so wrong.
0: Wait, so first of all, there's nothing wrong with woke Brooklyn crowds.
1: Okay, look, I had a really good woke Brooklyn crowd the other night. That was that was awesome. And I got to just kind of riff off of some yeah. really cool stuff. But, like, I did another show in Brooklyn that shall remain nameless. And I, the first couple minutes of my set was me telling the audience how much I disliked them. <laughs> because <laughs> they were because they were being like stop acting like i'm not doing you a favor by trying to make you laugh and you're sitting there and you're combing through everything for offense it was like you could see their faces being like oh my god am i laughing or is that my internalized misogyny like you could just see them like i can't figure it out and it was just like that's it my rant is done oh no i love it (laughs) my rant is done
0: i love it Now, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Those are kind of, they're kind of like hard audiences sometimes when you're like, oh, can we just, can you just laugh? Like, I do like Middle Eastern jokes Mm -hmm. and people are, I'm shocked people get offended by Middle Eastern jokes, even though I'm Middle Eastern. And let me tell you something. They did great when I was on ISIS Got Talent, you know?
1: (laughs) I killed. Oh.
0: (laughs) I <laughs> murdered. <laughs> I murdered on When ISIS I tell God. you these jokes, do you know where they didn't bomb? On <laughs> ISIS <laughs> got talent. <laughs> Speaking oh, of We just got canceled. Talent, <laughs> yes. My guest today on O oh, Oscar. I'm I'm like amazed at the trajectory of your career. Me too. And, and <laughs> <laughs> And and they say comedians don't have confidence. <laughs> uh, no, I am so excited. Speaking of Got Talent, I'm so happy and excited to have a very good friend of mine who I've known for a long time, uh, been in the comedy business for so long, and she's just hustled her way all the way up. And you might have seen her on America's Got Talent. Please welcome to this week's episode of O Oscar. Gina Brion.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Do you know I have gotten
0: so many people messaging me Mm -hmm. and being like, oh, my gosh, do you know this comedian? We saw her on America's Got Talent. Do you do you know this comedian? Oh, my gosh. She was amazing. And I'm like, yes, I know her. And they're (laughs) like, really? And I'm like, this is when I hang up. (laughs) Yes.
1: I Do you really? (laughs) They're like,
0: do you, though? do you? And I'm like, yes, I can. I, I can know good people. I've had people
1: call me and be like, can you tell this person that I know you? Because they don't believe that I know you. And I'm like, I, they still can't see my face, but alright. like I, <laughs> I could be anybody saying that you know me right now. But yeah, my sister is like bumped into people and, you know, they've seen me on AGT or something else. And so it's it's funny, but I have to prove that my friends know me a lot
0: obviously i want to get into (laughs) your whole experience with america's got talent and things like that but kind of give me a backstory of gina and what prompted you to pursue a career in comedy
1: well i've always loved comedy like since i was like a little little girl i loved making people laugh i could never see anybody upset so it really comes from like a real place of love and like seeing people happy and so i think it was like what was at four I was 14 years old when I first saw Brett Butler's stand-up special love her Brett Butler sold out and I was like I want to do that for the rest of my life like I j- it just hit me like nothing had ever hit me before in my life and I was in um, I loved drama I was in musical theater in, in high school like I just I loved it but comedy was the thing and I was a shy kid so like people that find out that went to high school with me and went to like junior high school they find out I'm a comedian and they're like what she's a comedian I was so shy but when it came to making people laugh that's when I came out of my shell once I knew I could make you laugh like in drama class one of my first performances was literally in front of the theater that we used to do our plays in for the drama class with like a hairbrush as a microphone just doing like i was like hey guys you see what mr fine did in fifth period like it was just like it was like i was studying stand-up so i was really trying to do it by the book
0: oh god (laughs) so you started at 14 i
1: started at 14 at 17 i was like writing comedy and like like just kind of like doing little shows in my school and like, you know, Mm -hmm. and then at 18, um, I was doing as many bars and clubs as I could get into. Yeah. Like I was just trying to get into as many as I could. Cause back then they didn't care. Do you remember your earlier sets? Oh God. I remember some bits that ended up in my first special from my earlier sets, but I don't remember all of my, like if I watched, uh, I had to watch some of my older material uh, for this project like a while back. And I was just like, ugh. Like, I was <laughs> watching myself and I was like, ugh, who is this? Ugh, <laughs> uh, get it off stage.
0: I, I found some old, uh, I'm going to say this, I found some old DVDs <laughs> of my sets because that's how they were given to comedians a few Mine years ago. My DVDs as well. <laughs> a few years ago. Calm down with the judgment. But I was given a few. Uh, I have some. I found some DVDs and I watched my sets and I was like, wow, I am gay. <laughs> 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 like, I am a flaming homosexual.
1: Am, wow. 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 I am very gay. <laughs> like, I
0: am. Ugh. So you started doing the comedy clubs and circuits like this and you. Obviously we're gaining traction and then kind of get into the experience of when it really kind of just shot off for you.
1: So, um, I had busted my hump on the scene for like, I want to say four years
0: as one should.
1: And I was like, I mean, doing bringer shows, barking, doing, you know, trading spots with people, producing shows, like doing anything to get on stage and then i i met this guy and we hit it off and he was kind of like a manager type guy okay and he was like hey i used to work at comedy central they have this project going on i'm going to recommend you for it and i was like okay cool and that was my first television credit was this little commercial i did it was like 30 seconds of stand up it was comedy central and subway presents so it was like they were doing these 30 second clips um, to promote Subway and whatever, whatever programming right. they had for us. And so I went uh, I went, and I did my stand-up for them, and I got that first TV credit. And then it was a little bit easier for me to just call in to get a spot instead of having to bark all the time. And then I got my second TV credit with Comedy Central because they liked me when I did the first one. So when they did a second version of it with Pizza Hut, they asked me to come in, and this time I played a character. I played their therapist. And, like, that was my second, like, TV thing. So now it was like, oh, I got two Comedy Central credits. And, you know, back in the day, a Comedy Central credit, it was like, you couldn't get bigger than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, okay, got those two, and that really helped me get through the doors. And then it was a very, 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 very long time before anything else came about. Like, it was literally just me doing the road and doing little things here and there and just kind of... um, being having those two things did get me into some places, but I still had to fight for spots. I still yeah. had to, you know, it wasn't easy even after that. Um, Fast forward, like, I'm 15 years into comedy, and I meet my first, like, official, official manager. Mm-hmm. And uh Judy Marmel, who works over at Levity, and she had heard about me from somebody else. She stopped by Gotham to watch me one night, and She was just like uh, she was really impressed. And the next day we talked and that was it. It was just like I got a manager and then I was in this I was in the middle of the NBC stand up for diversity contest. And that year I ended up winning. But, you know, Judy didn't even care. She was just like, I just want to sign you as a client. Like, I just want you as a client. And so we worked together for about uh, seven years and it was beautiful, wonderful work. You know, she she was there for my first special. And so that was my team.
0: I want to talk about your experience on America's got talent because that's huge being on America's got talent. That's a, that's a TV show that is in almost every single household in America. So to be on a TV program that's so highly
1: televised, girl, what was that like? It's crazy. I'm not, it's crazy. Um, so I haven't really processed it. If I'm being 100 percent honest, because when I sit back and I think about it, it's like my heart goes, oh, my God, what did we do? (laughs) So I haven't really processed it. And I have a tendency to just I don't process things. That's why I'm in therapy. So I just tend to go forward that a comedian (laughs) doesn't process I just go forward and move on to the next thing so it was like I did this show and then I was like booked with road work from doing this show so I just went on and did road work it's not like I had any time in between to really be like to really let it settle what had just happened in my life because it was absolutely nuts like it's such a huge show and you don't realize it until like you're sitting at like a little cafe somewhere, minding your own usually obscure business. And then somebody comes up to you and is like, Oh my God, I watched you on AGT. And you're just like, Oh, for real? <laughs> like, <laughs> you did? <laughs> and you just. But please, like, Oh my God, I, what? <laughs> me like, oh my God, did you vote for me though? Yeah. Like, I'm just curious because I didn't win. <laughs> so did you watch and vote? <laughs>
0: I'd love to see that interaction at an airport lounge. <laughs> I'm so happy for everything that you've accomplished Thank and you. it's just so great to see everything. I do want to get into the basis of O Oscar.
1: Oh, Oscar. I where know, is I want to get into oh, Oscar.
0: the pinnacle topic yes. of O Oscar, which is Gina Brion. What was your first gay experience?
1: Um I mean uh we'll get into the fact that I've been with women before. I've never romantically dated a woman. So mm-hmm. it's not like I could say, oh, I'm bisexual. I'm just an energy hoe. Uh, <laughs> if I like your energy, like I just, I'm like, I'm probably going to like you if I like your energy, if I like, if I'm attracted to you. I think women are beautiful. I think men are beautiful. It's um, a very interesting way of putting it. Yeah. I just yeah. like your energy. Like if you have a good energy, that's what makes it magic. Right. You know? And so I've always kind of been like that. <clears throat> My brother came out when, to me when I was 14 years old. And so that was at the height of like at least in the Bronx where I was living, so many people were getting gay bashed and I was so afraid that my brother was going to get jumped. And from that point on, I was just kind of like, I wanted to learn as much about the LGBTQ now plus community because I was like, you know, from my brother, like I, I wanted to learn. And so I was always open to talking to people, And I was blessed with very open people that were willing to talk to me, including my brother. And we still have these conversations today, me and my brother, when I have a question and I'm like, I'm literally like acting like he's the counselate for the whole gay community. I'm like, so how does the gay community feel about, and he answers all my questions on behalf of, All of you. I, I love that
0: you <laughs> use your brother as a delegate for yeah. the homosexual community. Like, if you could
1: please comment on how yeah. the homosexual community uh, right is feeling right. about the current state of the world. Oh God, no, but that yeah. But I've always like I guess maybe because it happened when I was you know a teenager and so young and like I had a best friend in junior high school that was teased for being gay and he never he came out to me later on. Right, but like. He never did it in school because, you know, he was afraid of getting jumped like, right. you know. And so when he came out to me later on, he was like, that's why that hurts so much when they would make fun of me because I was asking so many questions about myself back then. Right. And I just remember just being I've heard so many tragic stories like that.
0: Right. From my friends. When you and your brother were talking, mm-hmm. were you aware of what homosexuality was?
1: No, I really wasn't. Um and it was kind of through time. Ta- I remember we had a big argument once. Huge argument when I was a kid. Because I was ignorant and I didn't know any better. And I asked a dumb triggering question. And he was upset. I said, is it a choice? And I got read the riot act. Of course, rightfully so. I didn't know any better. I was a kid. And I just had a question. And I never forgot that lesson though. I was like, oh yeah, of course, that doesn't make sense. Why would it be a, no, it's not, a like it made sense to me right in that moment that it wasn't, but I had so many questions. And that's why I'm so glad that I had my brother and my friends, because like I said, dominoes and drama was just one after the other. And I was like, good, I have questions, sit. <laughs> I have so many questions, sit down. I feel the same way when I met a porn star for the first time, I was like, sit down. I have so many questions, I've written them out. I anticipated this day would come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you feel like you, by becoming more understanding about who your brother was as a person, do you feel like you were able to then create a safe space for him to be more open about it?
1: Not intentionally. I think I was just, I loved my brother mm-hmm. and it didn't matter to me. I think I, my biggest question was why does it matter? Like, as a kid, I was like, he's still my brother. Like, it doesn't change anything except now we'll both be talking about boys. Like It's like, (laughs) all right, we'll both just share our stories about boys. (laughs) This seems like a really great situation. (laughs) I don't know why everybody's upset. (laughs) You're
0: like, we finally have something in
1: common. (laughs) I can't wait to talk to to him about this. Um, I do feel like it did, I think, just the bravery for him to come out automatically kind of, he knew that he was safe with like me and my sister. And like when he, cause he came out to me and my twin sister when we were all together. And I think he knew that that was a safe space then because he didn't have many then, you know, this was 1994. We're talking yeah. about cause I'm old. And <laughs> I just want like, to
0: point out that if Gina had not gone into comedy, I have a feeling it would have been singing. Cause Someone who sings like tags <laughs> to a lot of the things that she's talking about. I uh, feel like there's a secret uh, desire there.
1: Maybe there once was. Yeah. <laughs> that once was a desire.
0: <laughs> I think the biggest thing about coming out is finding a safe space to do it. Yeah. Right? Because being able to do it is fine and say this is who I am. But it's the after effects of coming out. And so I think that's great that you were able to, you know, be a supportive person to your brother. Was that kind of like your first understanding of what gay was?
1: Yeah, I think to a certain extent, there was a part of me that was like, wait, we're allowed to like people that are the same sex? (laughs) There was a part of me that was like, Wait, that's the thing
0: you didn't like there was no mention of it or anything like that on TV. I mean, or there you was hadn't... at
1: the time, but it was like when it's your brother, it just kind of changes things. I think it gave me permission yeah. to be more open minded.
0: No, yeah. you never saw like Queen Latifah on TV and was like that.
1: Not her, but I had a crush on Shira. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Just... she that was my that was my moment.
0: I had to say that cuz I was thinking about like I just remember watching that movie uh with Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett Smith uh set it off mm-hmm. and I was like girl, girl girl
1: I'm trying to think of like if I the first girl <laughs> I had a crush on was cuz I had crushes in high school I just never said anything to them because yeah. I definitely was more concentrated on my boy crushes. I think I was like, I didn't take my girl crushes seriously. When did I, you have your first gay experience? I was I was in high school and this girl kissed me. And I was like, oh, well, that wasn't bad. And then Ooh. fast forward, I was working... And I had had girls hit on me before and I was always very flattered and sometimes very curious. And then I was at a party for work like it was I was like maybe first year of college. I was at a party for work and there was this couple there and I guess I worked with a girl. I can't remember who I worked with, but the girl wouldn't stop kissing me that night. Like she just kept drunkenly kissing me. And I was like, I don't mind. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. Um, But I'm going to leave it at that. Cause I think her and her boyfriend wanted me to come home with them. Oh. And I was like, not ready to cross that line. <laughs> but uh, your girlfriend's cute though. And then I just I- adore you
0: more <laughs> and more. Every minute we do this podcast.
1: I know. And then I met this girl and this woman, Later on, I think I was in my 20s, potentially earlier, earlier mid-20s. And I had such a crush on her. And Mm -hmm. it was bothering me because I I liked her so much. And then one day we worked together Mm -hmm. and I was getting ready. And she came into the room and she kissed me. And I was like, (gasps) butterflies. And Tell me
0: again how you haven't been in musical theater.
1: Butterflies. And so oh, she... I mean. uh, then, like, nothing happened for, like, a couple weeks. And then...
0: You know, if your comedy doesn't ever work out, you could also go into cabaret. I know. Because that's what people in cabaret do. <laughs> They're like, I'm going to tell you a story
1: over the rainbow.
0: <laughs> and you're like, God, get me out of here. I used here. to be a
1: comedian.
0: Uh... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
1: Um, Then, like, a couple of weeks went by and, like, nothing had happened. And, you know... At that point, I was I was kind of in between people. I think I was dating two guys at the time, or yeah. like sort of dating them. Yeah, I was never a good single person, and I wasn't ever single for very long. And so, just because of my decisiveness, I'm not like I wasn't single. Like I was just very much like I like that person. You're mind now. Um, <laughs> so we ended up uh, meeting up, and her boyfriend at the time was a guy that I had dated previously, <gasps> and. She was like, wouldn't it be funny if he showed up here and we were just naked? And I was like, yes, that would be very funny. I'm a comic. There's nothing funny about the scenario whatsoever. But I was like, that would be hilarious and we should totally do it. And so we did. And he showed up and we were just both butt naked. And he almost, his jaw almost hit the floor. Nothing happened. It was literally just us torturing him like, "Hey, look at this. And now I'm leaving. Goodbye, cuz women are fun." Uh so fast forward to a couple of months later, I end up running into her at uh in a different state, at a different location. And we go to a bar and we get completely hammered. Yeah. And she makes out with me and yeah. I make out with her and We go back to my hotel room and we start to hook up and the end (laughs) cause I'm a lady (laughs) and it was, uh, I love how she worked
0: so much up to that pinnacle moment. And then she
1: was like, that's good. We don't. Yep. That's, that's it. That's good. all we I'm did. I'm going to stop right there. Stop right there. Because there's a level of privacy.
0: And scene.
1: And scene. We and did, scene. We did some grown folk things. And <laughs> and then it was like, I had explored this new part of myself. Mm-mm. That really wasn't new, but it was like, that was the furthest I had gone. And I was like. Did you feel comfortable? Oh. All too much, yes. I was like, "Oh, I like this. This is," but I've again, I've never been in a relationship with a woman, hmm. so I think I'm just a sexual energy person because that's I fine. never wanted to label it anything, you know. That's I was understandable. just like, "I like who I like," but it just gave me the freedom to be able to say it too. Yeah, like where I was like, "Yeah, I like what I like. That's it," and that's where I sit on the spectrum because I do think it's a full spectrum of what people are into. Yeah. And so, like, I sit on the spectrum and, like, energy ho. I'll be in the energy ho section. Come see me. Come see me if you know. <laughs> if you like cabaret and comedy.
0: Uh, energy ho. You can find them right <laughs> next to the silent hoes <laughs> and the regular hoes.
1: And in between the closeted hoes. Yeah,
0: in between the closeted hose. Uh Gina, thank you so much for sharing your first oh, yeah. gay experiences. Uh, those were two to, to those were two very fabulous stories. Oh, and I'm God. so glad that you were there for your brother. I think yeah. that's absolutely amazing. We're gonna move on. We've got a few minutes left. We're gonna move on to our next segment of Oh Oscar, which is <laughs> Disappointed. So Disappointed is where my guests reveal one of the most embarrassing, wild, crazy, and shocking, and sometimes bad. Hookup stories. Gina, what's one of your disappointing
1: stories? Okay, there are so many. (laughs) Girl, you
0: got got five minutes.
1: Oh, Oscar, there are so many. Um, I can tell them all in five minutes. (laughs) Um, Gosh, okay, which one to go with? Because there's the one where we were mid-coitus and a guy said, I can't believe I'm having sex with Gina Brionne. That was hot. I was like, please get off of me. <laughs> please. Please get off of me. This is the worst.
0: The fact that you used the word coitus makes me want to say, get out.
1: <laughs> Gina, leave. Y'all Gina. was fucking. Uh So coitus. we was... and that happened that's one of them because i was just like this is too weird this will never happen again now because i feel completely disgusted with what just happened then there was a guy i was so desperate to hook up with somebody you know it was one of those times where it had been a drought droughts happen yes the d had been uh in a drought and i was like all right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hit up somebody on tinder All right. So I'm staying at a friend's place in L.A. and I hit this guy up and it's had a very deceptive picture because I was like, oh, he's cute. Like I was like, he's one night stand cute. Whatever. Bloop, bloop, bloop. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And he ends up coming over. And how do I put this nicely?
0: When you put your face (laughs) into your hands, that is a telling sign.
1: There's like, there's no, he was attractively challenged. (laughs) I think that's the nicest way I can, he I
0: don't think I've ever (laughs) heard the word attractively challenged. But when I tell you I am intrigued,
1: (laughs) I am intrigued,
0: please.
1: Look, to me, he was very attractively challenged. Like, because I opened up the door and I was like, fuck. Like, when I opened the door, I was like, "Ah!" oh, uh, you do not look like your profile picture. But whatever. Uh, I don't have to look at you. Uh,
0: So that 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 is that is a hoe right there. (laughs) That is, I think that is. A hospirational quote. Yes, <laughs> that's a hospirational yes. quote.
1: Take these hospirational quotes with you. Take
0: these hospirational quotes with you. As listen, it's fine. I don't have to look at you.
1: It's fine. I don't have to look at you. I don't, and I didn't, and it was over very quickly. Was the D good though? No, really, it wasn't even like you were.
0: You were double disappointed.
1: Yeah, it was. That's a shame. Um, it wasn't a micro oh but oh and usually it's like okay if you know what you're doing but it was not it was not and then like he wanted to go again and I was like I'm good I'm (laughs) I'm going to ask you to leave. Yeah. And you know, I have oh
0: happened. gosh, I've got so much to do.
1: Yeah. Oh god, well that's 2 minutes I'll never get back. So you can leave now. I've got an two episode minutes. of CSI already queued up. Yeah. Oh,
0: you know, I have got to start my Uber routes. <laughs> so, I'm just
1: Oh, look at uh, that. Oh god, I would my uh, prince of sex if you could just uh, board your chariot, bike <laughs> and leave.
0: I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. I love was, the attractively challenged. Yeah,
1: cuz it's hard to say like cuz you can't especially in today's climate, you can't be like somebody's this bitch was ugly. ugly. I can't be like that was an ugly motherfucker. He was not attractive. Like There's a million ways I could describe him to you that would not be nice. Like, I feel (laughs) like... The most politically
0: correct is attractively challenged. Yeah, I feel like... I love that. That is brilliant.
1: (laughs) Attractively challenged. That is brilliant. Oh, my God. (laughs) You see what I did That We just did a thing.
0: Brilliant. We just did a thing. We just did a thing. I love it. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing one of your most... Disappointing stories, which <laughs> it, it, it I really learned all, something all, from yes. that. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Uh we're gonna move on to the next segment of O oh Oscar, which is the gay DHD wheel of QA. So, Gina, what you're gonna do is you're gonna okay. spin and spin hard, and then we'll do a few of these and you'll answer the questions.
1: Okay. Spin hard. What's that say? Guilty song pleasure Ooh, what's a guilty song oh, pleasure? Gosh. besides the entire soundtrack to Encanto, which I've had on repeats, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I have I was singing we don't talk about Bruno on my way here like I am in love with the Encanto soundtrack. That's not really a guilty No, because everybody loves it um, right. I would say okay, I went through a country music phase, but when I say country music, I mean, bands like Alabama, like Reba McIntyre. There's
0: nothing wrong with Reba.
1: No, there's nothing. I mean, like country country. And there's this one song. My dad had this cassette tape with country music on it. It was a different artist. And there's this one song called Tennessee River by Alabama that... To this day, I will put on, and it's it just makes me smile so much, and it's really it's old country. It's like Tennessee River and a mountain man. We get together anytime we can't. Like that's literally how it goes. So that would be thug life.
0: (laughs) All right, uh, spin spin one more time.
1: Aiyah. Would you rather?
0: Okay. Would you rather be stuck in a cottage in the Alps during a snowstorm, unable to leave with the person you despise the most? Or would you rather run through Times Square naked for five hours screaming Celine Dion song, My Heart Will Go On.
1: Is there food in the cabin? Yes. Then I'll choose the cabin.
0: (laughs) 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 She didn't even say Wi-Fi. She was like, is there food?
1: (laughs) food? I could care less about the Wi-Fi. I'm clearly not going to get rescued for hours. (laughs) So I just need to know there's food. And do I have my phone charger so that I can play games on my phone? (laughs) Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I should have said no though. <laughs> you should have said it's too late. You said it's yes. Too late. <laughs> it's too late. Cuz I can ignore the person I hate. I'll just be like stay in your corner, I'll stay in mine. And if there's no food, I can just eat the person. I got to come up with a better would you rather. <laughs> that was awful. All
0: right, go ahead, spin it again.
1: Okay.
0: If you hadn't gone into stand-up comedy, what would you have done?
1: There was a time Yes. <laughs> well, clearly cabaret, but <laughs> I actually wanted to be a sex therapist.
0: Really? I
1: did. There was a time where I was like, comedy, sex therapy, comedy. I I mean, it was always going to be but comedy. Why but why sex therapy, though? So I took a human sexuality class in high school mm-hmm. and became obsessed with how big of a deal sex was gender was everything attraction um and so i just started reading all these like books on human sexuality and books written by sex therapists and i was just fascinated by the different things that they noticed about how the dynamics change in relationships when it comes to sex and everything and Really, I wanted to help a lot of people. Like I used to do this other, uh, what's her name? Angela Yee had a podcast or like a thing on Sirius called Lip Service. And she used to bring me in as like their little resident sex therapist. And I would just talk openly about sex, which is a lot of people don't do. Right. And I was like, that's mistake number one is that people don't discuss sex openly with their partners. Right. And then there's unfulfilled desires or there's things that you don't know about your partner that then when they come out, you're unhappy about it. Ain't
0: that the fucking truth? Yeah. So it's ain't like, that ain't that the truth?
1: It is. It shall is because a lot of my girlfriends that came to me with stuff, you know, they just were looking really they were looking to let go of the lot of a lot of the pressures they put on themselves. Women have a lot of um societal pressures that are put on us that stay in our brain even when we're having sex so a lot of times i just needed to let that go right that feeling of is this wrong or shameful or whatever um because you want to have a good time i want you guys to have good sex interesting i like that i'm also really nosy so (laughs) (laughs)
0: and we and we get to the root (laughs) Of the problem. The actual truth. We is, get to, uh, and the truth shall set you free. <laughs> I love you so much. All right, I Gina, we got to wrap this up. Gina, where can people see you? What's next for you?
1: Uh, I am on a little mini tour. I will be out and about in uh, March. I am headed to Phoenix uh, in February. You guys can catch me. February comes first. So let me tell you about February. <laughs> February, I will be out in California at Oxnard, uh, at the Oxnard Levity Live. On February 10th and 11th? Nope. On the 11th and 12th? Nope. On the no, I'm there. I'm there. 10th to the 12th. I'm somewhere in that time period. I will be at Iowa. where can
0: people see you go on tour? Let's just do it okay. that
1: way. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just come find me on Instagram at Gina Brion, on TikTok at G Brion, And the website is Gina And that that's the official one that grown ups take care of for me.
0: And that's the one where I have all your dates. And yes. Everything all my it. dates
1: will be up there done by professionals.
0: I just want to say I love you so much. I, I think you're you. absolutely fabulous. I'm so happy. Congrats on all your success. I think you're just going to continue to keep rising. It's meant for you. I love you. Thank you so much again for
1: coming. Thank you. I love you I so love much.
0: I love you. I love you. Um, uh, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to o Oscar. I hope you had an awesome time as much as I did with the ever so talented Gina Brion. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>